Well, hello there, and welcome to the unofficial Unreal Engine podcast, where we talk about all things Unreal Engine and also crushing loneliness. We're your hosts. My name's Alex, and next to me is no one. Uh, here for a quick little solo episode. I don't think this will be particularly long because it feels a little bit weird uh, talking to myself. I feel like Ian Malcolm in <laughs> Jurassic Park, but you know, for an hour and a half, which would be a little bit strange. Uh, just want to give a little bit of a preview of Unreal Fest. This is the last chance for an episode before Unreal Fest starts. And as someone who is an absolute Unreal Fest expert, having attended exactly one time, I think it'll be a little bit fun to go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about what we can expect this year. And, you know, uh, that's really it. That's where we're going to do this episode. Just we're calling this Unreal Fest 2023 preview. And if you see my little screen share, I've got the login page pulled up, and we're just going to look a little bit at the agenda, talk about things. I'll give you some tips and tricks, and uh, maybe I'll, I'll give you a cool little little extra bonus thing at the end, if I remember to do that. So let's get into it, Alex, talking to himself. Uh, let's go ahead and share my screen. So we'll go overlay, fade in. So here we are at unrealfest.unrealengine.com slash attendee-login. I am reading this out loud, not just for our audio listeners, but because I keep forgetting where this is. There's also a Cvent app, iOS and Android, so you can go to Cvent, like event, but with a C instead of an E, and there's an app you can download that will have all this information as well. So you'll do your name, first name, last name, as well as uh, the login for the, you know, where your registration came from. So even though that I uh, am giving a talk both on behalf of Epic Games for a MetaHuman Animation Lab and a regular talk, oops, I just saw my verification code. Uh, everything for me has been consolidated under my uh, XA Epic Games account. Um, so here you go. Here's what the main page looks like. And you see that we've got a few links of the Dev Hub, Dev Hub where you can go talk to developers. There's Louis Cataldi, cool guy. Hey, Louis. Uh, there's the Fellowship Lounge, where you can just hang out, play games, watch movies, or the Gaming Lounge, that kind of stuff as well. Although, honestly, like, except for the, the Dev Hub, which absolutely, like, use those resources of smart Unreal Engine people who want to help you out, um, don't just go to Unreal Fest and, like, play Fortnite the whole time. Like, this is a place to, you know, talk to people. And I right away, I'm feeling like, okay, don't judge people, because maybe some people, that's how you're going to meet people, is you're going to sit in a room and play some Fortnite, and then without making eye contact with anyone, you'll start to talk to the people around you and get to know them a bit and have some fun uh, connecting afterwards and being like, we should play Fortnite together when I go back to Arkansas and you go back to the Netherlands, whatever the case may be. Um, it's going to be an exciting year in particular because there's going to be about twice as many people as there were last year. And last year, by no means did it feel sparse. So I think there's going to be a really nice mix of uh, folks uh, there from all walks of life. My favorite thing about Unreal Fest is the fact that you have all these different industries all coming together. Um, some of them are from gaming. Some of them are from uh, live events. Some of them are, are from architecture and other disciplines, automotive, I'm like, I'm freezing up on thinking about like different disciplines that exist. And the cool thing is you can go to, let's say you're in gaming, you might go to an architecture talk and hear some architects talk about how they got Lumen to behave a particular way to make an archivist scene look really good. And you might think to yourself, hey, wow, that's going to help me with my next Unreal Engine game. Fantastic. It's this great 
interdisciplinary cesspool, uh, for lack of a better word, where people just gather and a lot of really great ideas and connections happen. You might find people to hire or work with. If you're looking for a job, you might find a job there. It's amazing to connect with all the, the fine folks who work at Epic Games about all the cool stuff that they are doing. And um, yeah, you're going to have a lot of fun. It's in the same convention center as last year. This is the New Orleans uh, Ernest and Memorial, not Memorial, Ernest N. Memorial Convention Center at 900 Convention Center Boulevard in New Orleans. Do note, for those who were there last year, it is on the opposite side of the convention center uh, from what it was last year. So a lot of us who were staying at, what hotel was it? I think it was the Hilton last year. We had to walk um, like a good 20 minutes to get to the other side of the convention center. This year, it is on the same side as all of us. So I think it's going to be relatively uh, straightforward for us to get to where we need to go, assuming you're staying nearby. I'm in an, an interesting scenario. As a speaker, my uh, hotel is covered, but I'm also bringing a bunch of folks from my company. And so I've set them all up in a great big Airbnb to, to have some fun in. And uh, we'll kind of just, I think, bounce between the two. You know, if, if someone needs my hotel for whatever reason, I'll, I'll gladly donate my hotel and, and go hop over to our big group Airbnb. But it's all right by where all the action is happening at the convention center. Um, let's scroll down a little bit and see what's coming up. So I'm recording this um, a week out from Unreal Fest. Uh, I'm arriving on Saturday. I'm going to do some stuff with like tech checks and go explore New Orleans a little bit because I honestly did not get a good chance to last time. Here's a pro tip. Don't go to Unreal Fest with uh, a big client project hanging over your head. I had a, a very, very busy, busy MetaHuman project last year during Unreal Fest that was like hanging over everything. Like I had to give my talk on OpenXR in Unreal Engine 5 and I had to prepare for my time in Seoul, which I, I flew to Seoul right after Unreal Fest. And I still had to deal with um, this big project the entire time. And I really should have said to my client respectfully, I really need to focus on this trip. And and uh, I think I would have gotten even more out of Unreal Fest than I did. Same thing with Korea. So this year, like my company just kicked off a new project today. But I did specifically say in that kickoff meeting, like, hey, everyone who you want to be doing like meaningful things for this project is going to be at Unreal Fest next week. So, you know, just so you know, we're going to pause for that week and then we're happy to come back and keep working on the project after, but we really do want to focus on Unreal Fest. So I recommend the same thing to you. Try to really allow yourself to be present there for everything and enjoy all the amazing things happening. So, so anyone who's giving a talk, yeah, there's like tech checks and things like that on Sunday. Um, Monday, First major thing happening is at five o'clock, uh, and this is all local New Orleans time, so Central Standard Time, in the Great Hall, there's a badge pickup and there's a bit of an opening mixer. Great chance to say hi to some people. And there will probably also be some light partying um, that Monday night. If you uh, are curious what I'm talking about, yeah, I don't know, message me or something, and maybe I can tell you about a couple things that might be happening. But that's just kind of getting everyone acclimated to the, the new environment and all that. Uh, Tuesday the next morning, there will be breakfast. The meals at Unreal Fest? Pretty good, pretty good. They do a nice job of feeding you um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the most part. Um, and then at 9 a.m., on Tuesday, there is going to be redefining entertainment, captivating audiences in the world of tomorrow, a big kickoff with the future of entertainment. And now would be a good time to say what the theme is of Unreal Fest this year. And I'm totally blanking on it. Let me try clicking on the um, event website. Uh, oop, authentication required. 
oh, I'm not going to do a bunch of login stuff. Well, there is a theme and I think it has something to do with, you know, maybe like the future of entertainment. Uh, so yeah, Cafe Milan's is the world tomorrow. So this will probably have Tim Sweeney and some other high muckety mucks over at Epic Games, 9am to 10am. Uh, this is all great. Definitely check that out. Though, I'm going to say this right away as well. Um, just about everything at Unreal Fest is going to be either live streamed or recorded, or I guess technically both, because the live streamed things are immediately available after. There is um, a live streaming schedule um, that I, I shouldn't have to go to like a new website to, to check this out. Let me just type in um, Unreal Fest streaming schedule. We'll see what comes up. Uh, three to five. Da, 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 da. Yeah, agenda. There's over 200 sessions. Opening session lineup. Here we go. So here's like the live stream stuff. Um, cool. Live stream one. So yeah, very briefly, uh, there's YouTube links for all the stuff for day one, day two, and day three. Last year in Real Fest was only two days. This year it's three days. That's cool. Um, let me go back to showing my little overlay here. So the live stream um, starts at 1030 on October 3rd, Central Standard Time. Same thing on all three days, and it goes pretty much all day. And so we got stuff on the UEFN roadmap, uh, FAB, which I'm really excited about, hopefully making its way to Unreal Engine soon, currently only in UEFN, uh, ESPN's NHL Big City Greens Classic Event, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, a, a video game that was made in Unreal Engine 4.27, I believe, um, and building a business in the metaverse, ICVR, ICVR, not to be confused with ICVFX, um, real-time pipeline, uh, optimizing UE5, Performance Paradigms, Nanite and Lumen, Substrate, Lumen Developer Iteration, Efficiency in Unreal Engine, NASA Simulations, all good stuff. Um, and then on day three, Blueprints, Cinematics, Film TV Broadcast, Features, Tips. Uh, one of my favorite and one of the most popular talks last year was uh, good old Steve Murphy from Australia talking about uh, just basically a bunch of random tips of stuff where he's like, hey, here's a useful thing in Unreal Engine that you might not have known about, and I believe he'll be doing another similar thing. Sorry, did I say Steve Murphy? I meant Chris Murphy. Chris Murphy, super cool, Australian. They're all cool in Australia, and uh, looks like he'll be giving a similar talk again. Unleashing the power of Unreal Engine animation pipelines for artist studios, etc., etc. Okay, so we'll just click on these YouTube links for a second. And we can see that we've got all these little live stream links ready to go. So feel free to go ahead and say, notify me. <laughs> Do they not have that as an option? Well, I guess you need to be signed in. So I'm using a different browser from what I usually use to be able to share all this. So yes, notify me, notify me, notify me. And then you'll be able to watch those live streams. And you can even add to your calendar. Very cool. So again, as I was saying, um, most of these sessions are recorded. What is not recorded is exactly what you see in this image. This is a picture from the labs. In fact, I think I was in this lab because I recognize both these young women. And uh, the labs are these sessions that are sold out faster than a T-Swift concert in the first like five minutes of, of the lab registrations going opening up. Uh, all of them were gone, including my MetaHuman Animator course, because there's only 30 computers in here. Now, that being said, if there's a lab that you really want to go to, and uh, you're like, oh, too bad, I missed the window. Here's the thing. At any given moment in Unreal Fest, there's about 15 things going on. There's talks, there's stuff happening in the lounges and the hallways, and you're chatting with people, and sometimes a conversation goes longer than you expect. So if you really want to go to one of these labs, just get to the lab like 15, 20 minutes early, maybe. There's going to be a little line. You hang out there, and then that's basically going to be your, your waiting line, you know? So what will happen is you'll stand there until the lab has, like, started. Maybe the, the attendant might wait, like, an extra couple minutes. But then it's kind of a snoozy-lose kind of situation, and there will always be people who did not show up 
um, in time, uh, again, because they're busy doing other things and they didn't know, you know, weeks before they were in New Orleans, what they would actually be able to find time to attend. And you get to take their spot. So just keep that in mind. All hope is not lost if there is a learning lab that you would really like to go to. But just about everything else will be recorded and um, don't feel bad about missing a talk uh, unless you really want to like talk to that speaker and say, hey, speaker, I really liked that talk you gave, right? Because, you know, <laughs> it's it's nice to be able to, to meet someone who you really like and uh, and actually engage with the content they presented. If you want to ask follow-up questions, definitely, you know, figure out what talks are the must-sees for you. But yeah, look at that, 198 sessions. So all the sessions are also listed, um, even if you did not register for Unreal Fest at unrealengine.com slash your language slash events slash unreal dash fest dash 23, 2023, sorry. Um, and I bet if I remove the language part, it would just pop right up here. This is true about the Unreal Engine documentation as well. You can remove like versioning and the language and just do the rest. And then it will automatically kind of autofill, um, you know, the, the most recent stable version of Unreal as well as whatever language your browser or computer or whatever is set to. Uh, okay, let's go back a couple tabs so we can see the registration version of all this. Oh no, this is unexpected. Please don't log me out. Uh, great. Okay, so we're looking a little bit at the schedule. Uh, we've got our break uh, after the morning keynote. So that's from nine to 10. Little break. Everyone go grab a, a bite. There's always like coffee and snacks and stuff like that around. So that'll be cool. And then uh, this is where things start to get fun because there's like a blueprints thing in Great Ballroom B. And if we go to... How do we get to all the other sessions? Um, sorry. Clickety-click view all sessions. I don't know why <laughs> we can't just navigate to them from there. So yeah, so there's some nice filters here for which date, morning, afternoon, evening. Eh, if you plan on sleeping until two in the afternoon every day, you know, just filter by the evening sessions, I guess. But there's also categories, um, you know, what experience level you want, and then also the speakers. So if you're like, hey, I hear this Alex Coulomb guy is pretty cool, you could type that in and then I would pop up um, and you could see the two talks that I'm giving. Uh, one of which is like right after that first break on day one, diving deep with MetaHuman Animator uh, in Lab Room 3. And then, yes, the next day on Wednesday, a new virtual reality, building a 5,000 square foot virtual reality experience space for Four Seasons Lake Austin. This will be a very fun session with Jose Uribe and Neil Griffiths uh, from PureBlink and DBox, respectively, talking about this massive uh, project that I've hinted about a couple times on the podcast that we've been working on for about a year now. Oh, and look at this. I can't add my own session to my calendar because it says it's full, but hopefully as the instructor, they will let me in. Uh, cool. Okay, so we clear out our filters, like looking for the coolest instructors. We can now start to see everything. And what I want you to notice is just how many things are going on at any given time slot. So, okay, very first session after the break, 10.30. So, yes, there's my session. Kind of cool to be so high up there on the list, diving deep with MetaHuman Animator. There's also blueprints. There's also exploring chaos, flesh, fluids, and fractures. There's also ICVR's real-time pipeline, introduction to agroparticle effects, introduction to PCG workflows in Unreal Engine 5, linking devices with Verse, Lotus cars fully integrated with Unreal Engine, managing complex architectural projects assembled from multiple inputs that constantly change, sounds good, Unreal Engine audio, state of the union, broadcast and live events, storytelling and world building in UEFN, the making of Nike's Airphoria in UEFN, UEFN roadmap. I mean, geez, if you are excited about UEFN, how are you going to choose between these things? Uh, Unreal Engine development update, Unreal Engine licensing and royalties, and that's it. So, okay, 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. I mean, that's a little absurd, right? I don't think I've ever been to a conference where at any given moment, just just the talks, let alone like other things going on in, you know, some of the other rooms and, and the other things you could be doing, eating, networking, um, uh, going to the gaming lounge or the dev lounge, that there are 16 talks uh, all at the same time. So, you know, try to let the FOMO go because there's no way you'll see anything you want. I mean, as we just saw, like if you're excited about Verse or UEFN, like seven of those talks are related to uh, UEFN and Verse. So, you know, the best you can do, I again, I think is like drift, be a drifter, be a wanderer, like pop in and out of talks, uh, try to do a little sampling of, of the different ones, treat them all like tasty little morsels of knowledge. Um, and then anything, again, where you really want to engage meaningfully at the event, it's not just something you want to absorb and stay quiet about. Yeah, sure, like absorb all that so you can talk to the speakers about what you saw. And by the way, you could kind of sneak into a bunch of talks and just tell all the speakers, hey, love the fact that I saw you talk, even if you only saw them for five minutes. They're not going to know. You're not really lying if you did see them talk. Um, heck, maybe you only saw them talk on the live stream. Maybe you're watching one talk in person and watching the live stream uh, on your phone at the same time with like a Bluetooth in one ear. God gave us two ears for a reason, folks. You can take this and absorb it however you want. Um, so obviously, considering that I just went through the 16 talks in the very first time slot of the day, um, you know, way too much to uh, to to go around uh, here. But like, I guess I just want to show you that it's pretty nice to search in here for uh, particular kinds of talks that you want. The thing that I don't think you can do is search by like just a, a word, which is a little bit silly. Um, like, oh, actually, never mind. Here we go. We got a search bar at the top here. So technically searching by a word is a filter. But let's say like I was interested in mobile development. So I could type in mobile. And we got developing mobile games with Unreal Engine rendering workflows, building mobile games with UE, memory management. This is an interesting talk. Hmm, this might be one that caught my eye and I really want to see. And it is called The Bright Future of Mobile Ray Tracing in Unreal Engine. In this session, you'll learn how the team at Snapdragon Studios enabled ray traced soft shadows and lumen global illumination on Adreno GPUs using Vulkan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I don't know. That seems pretty exciting to me. I guess I can call out a couple others I'm excited about. Uh, developing for OpenXR with UE5. Uh, guess what? I call this the, the spiritual successor to my talk from last year. Let me do a little overlay fade in. Victor Broden, amazing guy who started off, or I don't know if started off is the right word, but was com community manager for a lot of things at Epic. You'd see him on a bunch of the live streams. And now he's doing tons of stuff, especially related to OpenXR over at Unreal. He was featured uh, the other week also when we were showing his screenshot in the forums where he announced like, yes, Epic is doing stuff with Apple products, Apple Vision Pro and all that. And, uh, and you can too, because it's a pretty open SDK. So last year, my talk was called something like uh, OpenXR in UE5, and this is called Developing for OpenXR with UE5. And credit where credit is due, like a good chunk of the stuff in my talk last year came directly from interfacing with Victor and making sure that I was getting my my ducks in a row. Things like the hand tracking uh, had just been released in the 5.1 template, and I wanted to make sure I wasn't uh, doing anything embarrassing by representing his template. He runs the VR template. So very excited to see Victor's session. Again, all these sessions have add to calendar there. Um, let's try checking another topic. 
So <laughs> I, I'm going to search something that I think maybe isn't going to give us great results. Um, let's try typing in AR. Now this will be a little bit weird because it'll just show probably anything that has the letters A and R in it. Okay, let's try augmented reality. So I was really hoping that with the announcement of all the Apple Vision Pro stuff, which technically is virtual reality, shh, not really augmented reality, I, I was hoping we'd see uh, a, a number of sessions that were starting to use augmented reality in an interesting way. Uh, just so people understand, this is something that Unreal Engine is capable of. I hear people all the time who think that Unreal Engine can't do VR, AR, as well as Unity, and I just want to... I was going to say strangle them. I don't want to strangle them. I want to like sit them down and show them, hey, here's Unreal Engine doing AR and VR. Uh, so there's nothing that seems specifically about AR. We have designing automotive HMI using XR. On Tuesday, we've got on Wednesday, Coachella goes virtual, heightening fandom through Fortnite and Unreal Engine, and reimagining your brand with epic spatial experiences. Um, and then you see the categories for these two. So it's a nice variety. So we have one in automotive, one in broadcast and live events. And AR, of course, people often think of AR not just as you with your phone looking around in an interactive way, but even just a passive screen that has digital content in kind of an ICVFX style um, put onto it. We also have reimagining your brand with spatial experiences. And that one is... Who's talking about brand stuff? That's going to be Alan Cook. Oh, talking uh, from Deloitte, talking about Deloitte. I know some people at Deloitte. Neat. Um, there's another thing I was going to say about this. Uh, oh, like uh, the MetaHuman stuff. So certainly there's a lot of big MetaHuman fans out there. By the way, in your search parameters, I bet if I just do MetaHumans, we're going we're gonna to miss some stuff. I'm not quite sure how sophisticated the search is, but I do this with Unreal Engine documentation and CVARs as well. I'll try to like leave out as many letters as I can to try to get maximum results. So if I just type in MetaHuman, we can see there are one, two, three, four, five, six different sessions uh, related to MetaHumans. Um, facial performance capture with MetaHuman Animator. So that's uh, going to be a session instead of a talk. Uh, so my, my lab, of course, is very hands-on, but it's nice that I think pretty much all the content in my lab will also be covered as part of these lectures. Uh, building the future of real estate search in 3D, MetaHuman DNA calibration deep, deep dive, mesh to MetaHuman real virtual beauty, Planov's dive into convergent media, Fortnite creation, and the Zingu project. Huh, that's interesting. Um, does that say anything about metahumans? Because I don't think metahumans work in UEFN right now. Um, there we go. They say, together we journey through the creation of avatars using Unreal Engine's metahuman capabilities, preserving and promoting the rich heritage of the Zingu people. Uh, pronunciation apologized. And I wonder if they converted the metahumans into... UEFN or something like that. Although I guess if this is actually just in Fortnite, maybe they could get away with doing um, certain other things. Uh, okay, cool. So, all right, I'm, I'm not going to go through all the talks, but, you know, the search bar here is great. Um, I don't think you actually have access to this if you are in the public version of the session. So you get some extra tools if you are actually logged in. Uh, let's look at a few other things we've got. So we have our home, we have our schedule. You can search by sessions or speakers. Expo, you can look at the exhibitors and the partner sponsors. Something to note about the exhibitors, um, there's not a lot of them. There isn't some huge giant convention hall with like thousands of exhibitors. We've got, you know, AWS, ArtStation, and a lot of Epic products. Epic Developer Services, Fab, uh, MetaHuman, Perforce, I don't think is owned by Epic, but it's kind of the, you know, source control of choice. Uh, reality Capture, Reality Scan, Twin Motion, UEFN, Unreal Engine. So like, I, for those who aren't watching my screen, uh, that's like half of the actual uh, exhibitors are just Unreal Engine products. So the things that 
are not directly, you know, Unreal Engine, uh, Worldwide Technology, Sony Electronics, Qualcomm, hopefully talking about cool Vulcan stuff, uh, Perforce probably, Incredibuild, that is something you use in like a Visual Studio, HP, and ArtStation and AWS. Although, did Epic buy ArtStation too? Now I'm like blanking on just how many acquisitions there have been. But, you know, there's not that many. So it's not like there's some huge exhibit hall you're going to spend half the conference at. Um, and I think this is by design, which is a little bit too bad because um, I don't know why I couldn't say this. I'm, I'm like, oh, am I breaking any kind of NDA stuff? There's nothing NDA about this. Like, I really wanted to bring uh, Looking Glass. I've got one, like, just out of reach over there. Looking Glass to uh, the event because they've got a really cool Unreal Engine plugin. And I wanted to show it during my MetaHuman Animator talk. I'm show it with my little one and then I was hoping that people could see how incredible uh, Unreal Engine content looks on looking glass displays which give everything more depth it's like wearing a virtual reality headset without uh, the goggles um, but there just isn't enough room there's just not enough room so I'm sure there's a lot of companies that uh, would love to be an exhibitor and maybe in future years they will be able to be uh, by the way just for anyone who doesn't know, this isn't the only Unreal Fest that happens. This is kind of the, the big one because it's the closest to North Carolina where Epic is based. But there have been uh, Unreal Fest events uh, all across the world. I think there was one in like Tokyo and like Singapore. And there was the one in the Gold Coast in Australia. And uh, some of those talks are still making their way online. But there's a lot of this stuff going on. These sessions are great. Okay, what else do we got? Um, partner sponsors. I'm just kind of curious if there's anything interesting about the partner sponsors. No, it's pretty much what you'd expect. Nintendo Switch. Okay, there we go. That's an interesting one. Um, how many how many Unreal Engine games are on Switch? That's a question that I just want to know the answer to. Um, and again, like Unreal Engine can work great on mobile. You don't see it a lot, but it definitely is something that can be done well. And uh, if anyone knows, like, just tell me. Just tell me if you're like, hey, here's a game that uh, works on Nintendo Switch, and I would love to hear about it. Um, I don't have a Nintendo Switch because I've got a Steam Deck, and Steam Deck can play just about every game ever made in the history of the world. This weekend, I got my Steam Deck to run uh, PlayStation Plus separately from uh, remoting into my PlayStation with the uh, PS Play remote software or whatever. So, you know, these are all just remoting, so that does not drain the battery quite a bit. I've done the same thing with uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming and Stadia when Stadia was a thing and uh, NVIDIA GeForce Now. Um, I don't pay for really any of these subscriptions. I just try stuff out on a trial basis, but it's amazing how good that can look. Uh, also, here's a random fun tip. Um, so I needed to get my internet better. Don't tell too many people this or it might stop working, but if you've got an internet provider, oh, I'm just gonna make one up. Let's call them Bloptimum. If Bloptimum is your internet provider and they're charging you $120 a month for internet, suddenly this sounds like a sponsor thing, but no, no, no. Uh, if they're charging you too much for internet and you want faster internet and you want it to be more stable and you want it to be cheaper, Pretty much every ISP company has a, and I feel like I should go back to me for this, every ISP company has like a customer retention line. And if you can find that customer retention phone number, this is different from calling your typical technical support where you're waiting on hold for like five hours. If you get a hold of the customer retention line, this is the phone number you're given when you're like, I need to cancel my services. I want to get out of here. So I encountered this a little while ago when I tried to cancel Bloptimum. And I basically said, hey, uh, there's another company that is called Horizon, <laughs> Blurizon, uh, who has Fios and I want Fios and they're going to charge me uh, less than you guys to have faster internet and all that. 
And Bloptimum immediately says, oh, well, hey, what if we gave you faster, more stable internet and for $30 a month? And I said, what? And they're like, and it could be even cheaper if instead of uh, renting the modem from us, which is by default what all these ISPs do, you just go ahead and you buy a modem, find a modem that's, you know, uh, capable of, of working as a modem and just buy it. It'll be $20 a month. And this sounded insane to me. But long story short, I currently have gigabit internet, um, much slower upload speed because it's not Fios. Um, and it's, it's like, yeah, it's like $30 a month. Cause I paid like a little bit more to get up to gigabit internet and that feels pretty good to me. So I hope that everyone else is able to do that too and stop paying too much for your internet. Okay. Uh, totally not sponsored segment over. I'm doing the opposite of what a sponsored segment should do. I'm trying to take business away from, uh, predatory ISPs. Uh, where were we? Let's go back to the overlay and I'm still talking to myself. My goodness. I've never, I've literally never talked this much by myself without any kind of feedback, um, in my life. Uh, if I'm doing like a, a learning session, like at least I'd be like pausing every so often and checking the audio and like cutting things and making sure it's good. Speaking of which, let me check my audio. Yeah, we still got audio going. Great. Uh, this would be so insane if I did all this for however long and then there was just nothing. Okay. Let's click through a few more things. The dev hub, you have a burning question, stop by, get your questions answered. Fantastic. Uh, UDN, by the way, the Unreal Developer Network costs $1,500 a year and is totally worth it if you're doing a lot of Unreal Engine projects because you get all your questions answered much, much faster by uh, actual Epic developers as well as other very talented developers. So the Dev Hub is kind of like your chance to have an in-person version of that rapid fire answering for all your Unreal Engine question needs. Fellowship, Education Lounge, um, this is provide a relaxing and fun environment where individuals can socialize, watch films, and discover Unreal Engine learning opportunities through the Unreal Engine Fellowship, training partners, and EDU post-secondary resources. And then there's a big schedule of all the stuff happening there. So yes, as I said, in addition to these 16 talks per hour that are going on at Unreal Fest, uh, there's also stuff like this going on. There's And for anyone who doesn't see the screen, you know, starting from like 10 a.m. to like 5 p.m., there's like six different events. Um, and then that's pretty much happening on each day. Um, the films, I wonder what kind of films they'll be showing, because of course the Epic Fellowships have produced some really killer films, uh, really excellent, but it would also be funny if they're like, hey, we're just going to screen the creator, you know, or whatever. Here's a movie that had Unreal Engine in some capacity. Uh, by the way, other side note, I'm very excited for the creator. I, I love any kind of like pure original sci-fi, especially on a more modest budget. This is not a $300 million film. I think Gareth Edwards is an incredibly talented filmmaker. Love Rogue One, love Andor, which spawned off of Rogue One. I don't think Gareth Edwards was involved, but it uh, looks like a really good film. And because I need to go into Unreal Fest early anyway on Saturday, probably going to go to the movie Saturday night. So for any reason, anyone is in town as of Saturday and wants to go see the creator with me and a couple pals, uh, let me know and we'll make that happen. Uh, what else? What else? The gaming lounge. So what exactly does this say here? So located across from room 238, the gaming lounge offers a place for attendees to kick back, relax, and show their skills. Take a break from the busyness of Unreal Fest. Enjoy a couple of games built on Unreal Engine. Yeah. So if you're a little bit introverted and you want to hang out and chat with some people. So we've got Oh my god, we don't have Fortnite? We got, we got Guilty Gear Strive, Hot Wheels Unleashed, and Lunar Horizon. That's it? I mean, that, there's no way they don't have Fortnite, right? Like, they, they gotta have the, the basics there. Uh, we'll see. I'm literally gonna go to the gaming lounge just to scoff if, if Fortnite isn't there. Uh, all right, and then we've got Frequently Asked Questions. What is Unreal Fest? Actually, I'm curious what the answer to this is. Unreal Fest 
is an event, good, that brings together developers and creators, regardless of what tools you use, for an inspiring and educational program built around thought leadership, hands-on training, and networking. Yes. Bring your business cards. Uh, bring demos, by the way. If you've got like a laptop ready to go or a Steam Deck or something that shows some cool stuff you've made, always more interesting than someone pulling out a phone to just show a YouTube video. If your Unreal Engine game is on a phone, amazing, and I'm going to ask you a bunch of optimization questions. But uh, yeah, be ready to like show actual stuff. Like I was just talking to my team today. We're going to bring like a bunch of laptops with like MetaQuest Pros ready to go with sanitation wipes like and anyone who wants to pop into a vr headset and see some of the cool stuff we've been up to we are going to have things ready uh working on a, a demo coming together at the 28th hour that's not a thing at the 11th hour uh that's going to show some really cool chaos physics flesh destruction etc kind of stuff and it feels really neat in vr we it's a bit of a, our little rage room experience built on the backs of a, a hard built project back in 2018 when we were still using like Unreal Engine 4.17 or something like that. Uh, hi, Alden. Alden helped me out a lot with that one. What are the dates? Tuesday, October 3rd to Thursday, October 5th. I am going to be staying all the way until Friday morning. Um, again, I'm taking kind of full advantage of the hotel Epic is providing and trying to really soak in everything going on in Unreal Fest this year to make up for my very scattered uh, client phone calls and, and attention that also went toward like missing the entire parade, uh, last year because I had to go and make my presentation, which I had barely started. I think that by the way, like if you watch my Unreal Engine OpenXR presentation from last year, I think it turned out pretty well considering the fact that I was not prepared at all and running on like three hours of sleep. It could have gone a lot worse. I am super embarrassed about the fact that I could not remember the thing I needed to do in my blueprint code to get a dampened spectator camera. Uh, to work in VR, and it was because an event tick, I had accidentally not disconnected the node that was there that just forces the spectator cam to be what the VR camera is. I had to connect it to the one that's the dampened view, but, you know, I figured it out like 10 minutes into the, the second half of my talk. The other weird thing about my talk, which I don't think is going to happen to anyone this year, was I was the very last segment of Unreal Fest last year, and I said, oh, I want to give a two-hour talk because I was kind of translating my Unreal Engine OpenXR course into a two-hour talk. And when I teach that course, it takes about two hours. Um, and they were like, oh, okay, well, you can do a two-hour talk, sure. Um, but then they divided it. So it was half my talk, then lunch for like an hour and a half, and then the other half of my talk. And considering how strange that was, I was very happy with how many people uh, came back. Maybe because I promised to show some Lumen Nanite demos on the uh, the Unreal Fest computer there. I was just like, can we just like hang out here a little bit after? Because it was literally the last talk and show some VR demos. And they're like, yeah, sure. Andrew and uh, the other folks running it were like, sounds great. And they wanted to see the demos too. So, you know, the Unreal folks, they're pretty laid back. They're pretty cool. Um, and a lot of people got to see how amazing Lumen and Nanite can look in VR. And guess what? That was 5.1. We're in 5.3 now. It's going to look even better. Uh, very excited for that kind of stuff. Where's the event in New Orleans? What's it cost? $350. I mean, you more than get your money's worth for that $350. I mean, if you were just buying your, your meals for those three, three and a half days, however long you're there, uh, and considering how much you get for free, like you could easily spend $350. Um, and I haven't even mentioned the uh, the big party. We'll talk about the big party in a second. Because again, I missed it last year. <laughs> so we'll actually read the description for it. Um, cancellation is case by case. Any special rates for hotels? Yes, there were. I believe all those special rates are gone now. Airbnb is fine too. Watch out for those cleaning fees. There is a way, I think there's, by the way, new in Airbnb fairly recently, is you can 
sort by total price. So that's where like cleaning fees and everything get added on. It's kind of like when eBay used to be really misleading because you'd be like, I want to find the cheapest version of an iPod Touch. And it'd be like $1. You'd be like $1, amazing. And then it'd be shipping fees, $4,000. And you go, oh, now it's not so great. So I feel like Airbnb was kind of getting to that point where you'd be like, oh, $50 a night. Look at this incredible bungalow. And then you see that the cleaning fee is like $8,000. And you're like, oh, wait, that changes things. So I believe now you can actually filter by total price. Um, how do I get from the airport to the hotel venue? There's not going to be a shuttle or anything like that. Uh, Uber, Lyft, maybe some year, maybe some year there'll be a shuttle. Yeah, Uber or Lyft are fine. It's about 20 to 30 minutes away by car. Um, I found the airport, by the way, to be pretty relaxed. Uh, no real problems. I was able to, you know, get through security. Mind you, I do have, um, what's that called? Not fast pass, and it's not clear. It is global entry. I'm a little tired. And uh, yeah, I got through like in, I don't know, 15 minutes from the, the door of entering the airport to getting all the way through. So seemed pretty efficient. But, you know, always, always leave extra time at the airport. Fun fact about me, we're, we're having an intimate conversation, me here talking to myself. I feel like we're getting to know each other pretty well, uh, if you've listened this far. Uh, March of 2022, so a year and a half now. So March of 2022, I hadn't traveled for a while. Pandemic stuff. Get your vaccines if you can. I'm going to get mine tomorrow, uh, my booster. And suddenly, as all my travel was starting to kick off again, I was looking at my schedule and I was like, oh, starting in March of 2022, I'm going to be traveling all the time something weird happened to my brain. And if anyone out there is like a psychologist or a psychic or something like that, or a horoscopologist, uh, astrologist, yeah, something like that. Let me know if you have any thoughts on this. Literally every night since whatever day that was, like March 2nd, 2022, I have had at least one dream that was like a stressful travel scenario. And sometimes I'm traveling for work, sometimes I've got my wife and kids, sometimes there's something weird with a hotel or a plane or a taxi cab or a boat. Uh, some of the situations are totally absurd. We're supposed to take a glider from one place to another, but there's always some very stressful, like travel related thing. Like, oh, we totally spent all of our money and everyone's hungry and there's no food or uh, we missed our plane and we gotta you know, live in the airport for the next five days. Uh, but it's just relentless. And, and I don't wake up in like a cold sweat or anything. Like I'm usually fine. I wake up and I'm still rested and being like, man, that was stressful. I'm glad that wasn't real. Ha ha ha. Let's get on with my day. But it's weird that it's happened every single night for over a year and a half now. Um, and I don't even feel like I need to make it stop. Like, it's fine. It's fine. I, it, I, it's good to have this known variable of like, this is what I'm going to dream about tonight. Uh, so, you know, that's fun. There we go. We just shared it. We just shared something intimate. Now your turn. You tell me something intimate. You can PM me on Twitter at iBrews. And yes, I'm always going to call it Twitter. I'm never going to call it by that other name. <laughs> I say that now and then watch next week. I'll be like, hey, everyone on there. Uh, here's all where all the fun stuff is happening. Uh, are there any social activities planned during the event? You bet your butt there are. Uh, that's not what it says. But yeah, social activities are happening Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday evenings. Uh, Really? Are there social things planned Monday evening? I guess they mean the badge pickup like Mixer. It doesn't go that late. Um, but yeah, I'm sure there's going to be additional uh, fun things happening Monday night and Wednesday night. So yeah. Oh, and they actually, oh, they list the things here. So yeah, Monday they're talking 5 to 7.30 p.m. Networking reception, beer, wine, light appetizers. Oh, I'm so glad they're mentioning this because sometimes it's like, yeah, there's a thing happening. Am I going to need to go find dinner afterwards? So like here they're being like, you know, light appetizers. So you probably still want to do find some real food after. Um, but they're, they're taking care of you a little bit. 
Tuesday, reception at the convention center from 5.45 to 7.30, beer, wine, light appetizers. So same deal. There's also some other things happening Tuesday night. Am I allowed to say this? Am I allowed to say this? There's like a special, I think they use the word like influencer thing happening Tuesday night that you do need to get invited to. I can't get you into it, but um, that's also happening that evening. Um, I'm not an influencer. I think I'm just there because of my like staff duties, uh, which just like last year, like I had two shirts. I had a Unreal Fest attendee shirt and like an Unreal Fest staff shirt as I was jumping between different roles. Sometimes I needed to get to a thing really quick and I was helping out with TAing and things like that. So I needed my blue shirt. And then it's like, oh, today I'm just an attendee who wants to see some talks. And I put on my, my regular attendee shirt. So that would uh, happen quite a bit and might happen again this year. Wednesday, October 4th, uh, 6 to 10.30. So this is going a little later into the night. It wouldn't be Unreal Fest without a party. So last year there was like a parade, like a whole kind of Mardi Gras thing. And this year, Wednesday night from 6 p.m. to 10.30 p.m., come celebrate with the Epic Games team at the Sugar Mill. Join us for an evening of drinks, dinner, and dancing. I love it. I'm so excited. I'm going to come and have such a great time. Hope to see you there. Uh, what do I need to bring with me to attend the training event? The training event. That makes it sound... Um, like there's a singular thing happening. I think maybe they mean like the labs. You don't need to bring anything to the event for hands-on lab attendees will supply workstations for use during the sessions. Although I did mention in my lab session, if you've got an iPhone, uh, bring an iPhone because I want you to actually create MetaHuman Animator stuff with me there. Uh, yeah. Do I need a badge? Yes, you'll need to pick up your badge and don't lose your badge. I've, I saw so many people... Uh, being really sad when they weren't able to get into things because they didn't have their badge. I saw a little bit of like a, don't you know who I am? No, of course, the people who are kindly volunteering their time to run this event, they don't know who you are. Bring your badge. The t-shirt is not enough. Um, and also, you know, the, the concern is like, well, don't give your badge to like other people. And then they're all getting into things that only one of you is supposed to get into. So don't lose your badge. It does say, though, uh, if you lose your badge, please visit the help desk at the convention center. I think when I was speaking at GDC, they were a little harsher about it. They're like, treat your badge like cash. And if you lose that cash, it's gone forever. Too bad. I think SIGGRAPH also had the same policy. Uh, do I need to register for sessions? No, but it is helpful to add things to your calendar. Um, honestly, though, like use the app and, and have all this ready to go. But it's going to be chaos. Like you're not going to, you're going to look down at your calendar and you're going to see what I see. Uh, hey, 17, 18, 19 things going on for the next hour. Which am I going to go to? Realistically, probably the thing that I'm closest to or that the, the thing that the person who I'm already talking to is going to. Usually if I'm going to, to do a thing, it's because someone next to me said, oh, hey, I'm having a great time talking to you. Uh, I really want to go see so-and-so talk about Niagara fluid simulation in blood work. And you go, okay, cool, let's keep talking and we'll both walk to that talk. Uh, that's how it goes. That's fine. When will hands-on lab sessions be available for registration? Not anymore. They're all full. But again, you can kind of get in there. Um, if you go stand nearby. Da, 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 da. How to access my schedule for the hands-on labs. You can view the full Unreal Fest schedule on the Cvent mobile app or logging into the attendee hub. That's where we are now. Do I have to show up on time? Yes, if you registered for a hands-on lab session, please arrive 15 minutes early and line up outside the door. Your badge will be scanned to confirm your registration prior to entering. Please be aware that if you are late for a session, you may lose your seat. That's what I was talking about at the top of the hour. Uh, feels like I've been talking for three hours. I'm not, not even going to look at the clock. I'm, I'm going to make a guess at the end of this of how long I've been talking for, and we'll see how wildly off I am, which is only fair because I've been giving Jacob grief for, um, you know, 
predicting how long we've been talking for and being a little bit wrong. I'm probably going to be a lot wrong. But yes, this is what I was saying that you, if you want to get into a lab session, just come, come 20 minutes early and uh, then, you know, stand there and they might let you in. Oh, and, and by the way, yes, I, I agree with what this says that try to arrive 15 minutes early, even for labs you are registered to, because there is a little bit of setting up. You might have to sign into an account or, you know, download some things or start up Unreal. Uh, a lot of times this stuff is already taken care of, but you never know when some shaders got to compile. So it's, it's good to get there early and just kind of settle into your workstation. Um, and try to try to sit close to a TV. This is the only sad thing about the labs is like the TV sometimes for some of the seats kind of far away. And if you don't have the best 2020 vision in the world, you might uh, have difficulty, you know, looking at it. Um, so, yes, definitely try to get some preferred seats if you can. Dress code. Is there a dress code? No formal dress code for the events or party. Casual dress is fine. New Orleans temperatures are typically mild in October, but you may want to bring a light sweater or jacket for sessions inside the convention center. I hope whoever wrote that is making like a very slight little reference to the uh, Sandra Bullock starring vehicle Miss Congeniality, where one of the contestants is asked, what's your like ideal date? And she says something like April 21st. And they say, why is that? Because it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket, which is mwah, chef's kiss, perfect answer, perfect movie. Uh, I won't hear a word against it. Let's Let's go ahead and venture into looking at uh, the weather in just a moment, just so that we're all on the same page for what the weather people are predicting, and then we'll see what actually happens. Hurricanes, probably. We'll see. Will the sessions be available for viewing after the event? Yes. Um, oh, and by the way, back to the dress code thing, you will be given at least one t-shirt, so, you know, you can you can subtract one clothing item of, of what you're going to wear, assuming that you'll probably end up wanting to wear that uh, Unreal Fest shirt at some point as well. I feel like there's some things where you actually like need to have the shirt on, maybe not. I think you just need your badge. I feel like at some point I saw like everyone wearing their Unreal Fest shirts. Uh, photo session? Who knows? I don't remember. Will sessions be available for viewing after the event? Yes, all sessions except for labs will be recorded and available post-event. Further information will be shared when available. And frankly, you know, there's always a couple events each year where due to NDAs or something like that, you just don't uh, have the things happening that you want. There we go. I just wanted to get my images back on the screen there. There's always a few sessions that, that you know, it's a Disney thing or something like that where uh, they are told that they can give a live presentation, but it can't be recorded for posterity later. So if if you're trying to decide what sessions to go to, make some guesses based on like how IP sensitive does this company seem and uh and try to go to those and then do what i do like when i went to see the uh star wars galactic star cruiser talk at gdc from sarah thatcher and co uh, in 2021 took a lot of pictures of the slides which no one gave me any any guff about and then i gave like a nice breakdown over on twitter about everything that was happening in the talk which was great and i think that was really helpful for people including me who wanted to go back and review it years later after i saw galactic star cruiser and wanted to think more about my thoughts um yeah and and by the way like help people out uh who are at the event and not at the event if you got some social media skills like yeah post about the cool stuff you're seeing if you see a cool demo someone walking around maybe with a laptop and a vr headset spread the word if you see a really cool talk and you want people to know holy cow i just saw you know, something crazy happening on a mobile device. Amazing. You might want to uh, let people know about that because I am the kind of person who will keep an eye on that like Unreal Fest hashtag, Unreal Fest hashtag, and see what is coming up in the feed. Um, yes. Will this event be offered in other regions or countries? Here we go. Unreal Fest Korea. <laughs> I mean, it's funny that these, that, that one already happened. But yeah, Unreal Fest Korea in Seoul was August 29th to September 1st. Unreal Fest China 
coming up November 21st to 22nd. The Gold Coast one was back in June, by the way. Um, I wonder where in China it's going to be. China is a big place. Uh, November 21st, 22nd. We're also planning in Real Fest events in 2024. So we're just going to keep keep it rolling. Keep going. Can I bring my suitcase to the show the day of departure? That is an excellent fat question. Well done. Uh, by the way, huge shout out to the actually very small team who makes all of Unreal Fest happen. I think it's the same, like, I want to say like five people who <laughs> are doing it this year that did it last year. And there's so many logistics to, to work out here. So uh, considering that we, we're going to have double the capacity this year from last year, I, I hope it all goes well. And Godspeed to all these incredible Epic employees who make this happen, because uh, it's a lot. It's a lot to figure out. I feel bad every time I have to like email one of them and be like, hey, I'm a little unclear on the hotel situation or, or whatever, because I know how busy they are. Um, can I bring my suitcase to the show the day of departure? There will be there will not be a secure location to store your bags at the convention center. Here's me um, injecting my thoughts. Most hotels will let you store your suitcase uh, at that hotel uh, if you're a guest and even if you're not a guest. They're probably going to charge you something, nothing outrageous, probably like 5 or $10 to store your bag there for the entire day. But it's a heck of a lot better than actually trying to cart around your bag all day while you're moving around this big old convention center, which, by the way, is huge. I mean, it was a 20-minute walk last year to get from the hotel, which was at the north end of the convention center, and get all the way to where the Unreal Fest stuff was starting at, like, the bottom half of the convention center. So, yes. Okay, that's everything there. Uh, let's do a quick little weather check. Um, and, oh, we'll also look at the travel tips. Oh, that opened up in a new window. Okay, I'll copy that over in a sec. Uh, let's go back to overlay fade-in for anyone on the YouTubes. And let's go... Do you remember Ronald Jenkins? Jenkins? I feel like he always said YouTubes. Having a flashback. He was, like, this incredible, like, keyboard player that made some real jamming music. Ronald Jenkins. I think that was his name. Uh, weather. New Orleans. Let's take a look at the forecast. Uh, so I'm getting in Saturday, 88, Mwah, beautiful. Uh, sunny, 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 oh my God, 88, 87, 89. Wow, this is uh, great. Every time I see New Orleans, comma, LA, I'm like, no, I don't mean New Orleans and Los Angeles. I want the New Orleans and Louisiana. I always forget Louisiana has LA as its state code. Uh, sunny, sunny, sunny. Oh, the gods are smiling upon this here Unreal Fest endeavor. I say this now, knowing that it is very possible that none of this will actually come to pass, but literally the entire time Unreal Fest is happening, sunny, 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 and uh, like a 5% chance of rain. Oh, and Thursday, Thursday, folks, sorry, Thursday's only going to be mostly sunny. Uh, 10 mile per hour winds, a nice gentle breeze, and then I'm flying out on uh, Friday, which 15% chance of rain, oh! fingers crossed you'll hear from me on our next episode if I have any uh flying trouble I have actually had some pretty severe flying trouble uh when I was in Florida recently for the Galactic Star Cruiser stuff all of us had like a, a huge amount of trouble getting home because of some light rain in uh in Florida but airports are understaffed everyone's overworked and underpaid and there are you know, the whole world is kind of falling apart. So we're we're all making do the best we can. Uh, there's the weather. That's the weather, folks. And now let's go to the New Orleans travel tips. Uh, I do find it kind of amusing that the travel tips are not, you know, directly, like, on the Epic website. They're like, ah, we found some person who I'm sure, like, I'm sure they actually looked at a bunch and picked this one. But it is funny that it's just a blog that's, like, travel tips for New Orleans. Because, um, yeah, I'm sure it's great. So how best to get around, ways to save money, how to stay safe. 
New Orleans can be a little bit shady, by the way. So like travel in groups, stay in well-lit areas. I don't want anyone to get mugged or anything like that. Um, but it is a cool town with uh, beautiful, beautiful buildings and people and uh, food. The food's amazing. So there we go. You can go look at that travel section thing. This is at gofargrowclose.com slash best dash travel dash tips dash first dash time dash visitors dash new dash Orleans. Really helping out our audio only listeners today with what they can uh, take a look at. Okay. Um, I did not... I feel like there's one other thing I was going to look at on the schedule, but I've probably been talking for five hours already. So let's uh, wrap it up, Alex. All sessions. Let's see if I type in party. <laughs> if I type in party, does anything come up? Unreal Fest party. Yeah, okay. Uh, see if there's anything additional about the sugar mill. Nope. This one has less information than what we were reading before. So I'll do my quick overlay fade in. This one just says, uh, hey, it's a party. They don't even tell you there's going to be dancing. I'm going to practice my cha-cha. Uh, I went to an immersive Gatsby experience once where I got to learn the Charleston in a night in London. And that's now in Brooklyn now. Everyone should go see Immersive Gatsby. It's great. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's a thing that's happening. So we'll go check it out and maybe I'll try to dance the Charleston. Um, what else was I doing here? Oh, I was going to see if uh, any of these other camera angles were going to work for me. Let me try. Um, that's okay, I guess. That's yeah, fine. Although we're not seeing my screen share. Let's try three left. Yeah, there we go. That gives me a little more screen share. Close wide. That one's good too. These are all good camera angles. I thought we also had one that was uh, would make me look a little less lonely. Like I don't have the ghost of Jacob Past next to me. Oh, also my green screen kind of shifted here a little bit. Um, let me go back into here and zoop, pull this in a bit. There we go. Yeah, looks like we got a bit, little bit of a column going on. Um, oh, did I not apply it? I got to apply it. All right. And uh, I think that's pretty much it for the Unreal Fest preview. Now I'm just going to be selfish for a second and mention a couple other things while I have your attention. <laughs> Feel free to sign off if you're like, ah, I just came for the Unreal Fest preview. Um, first of all, pretty cool week ahead of Unreal Fest, especially as someone who is going to be teaching uh, at Unreal Fest. So I've been an Unreal Engine authorized instructor for a couple years now. It's been great. I love working with Epic Games on developing new courses and material and uh, getting to think about the best way to teach people. The only downside to it has been, and let me pull up the training page real quick, instructor-led training, unrealengine.com slash training. Uh, the only downside has been that the courses that I've made, I've only gotten to teach them to the clients that Epic designates. So it used to be that the instructor-led training stuff, even the website, which has changed a little bit, was this kind of very focused, like a company would come on board to Epic Games for instructor-led training, and then I'd be developing courses and uh, teaching, as the instructor, some of these courses. And you can see the, uh, the training catalog, um, which has a bunch of the courses that I have also been involved with. A lot of super smart people have made these, but yeah, we've got the full course list down here. Um, oh, my uh, my screen share is not updating. Why is that? Why is that? Oh, it didn't. It went into a new window. Okay, yeah, here's the course catalog. Yeah, a lot of super cool, super smart people have been making these courses. Um, I've done a lot with architecture and um, metahumans. Uh, June on my team has helped a lot with these as well. Uh, but yeah, we get all sorts of topics, stage, AI, motion graphics, so all the avalanche stuff coming, um, metahumans, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, this is all cool stuff. And uh, yeah, so the thing that's been a little sad has been that over the past couple of years, I have only, actually, let me show architecture real quick so you can see some of the ones that I have worked on. Uh, where are they? Where are they? 
various. I'm also here under various a lot. Metahumans and architecture. Um, da -da 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 meta sounds, world building, chaos, grooming. No, just the metahumans one there. Uh, tools, there we go. VR for standalone devices, remote control and pixel streaming, intro to variant manager, architecture collaborative reviews, intro to augmented reality, VR for desktop devices, working with digital twins, intro to virtual reality. Those are all courses that uh, me and or June have, have been working on. Uh, so anyways, okay, why am I talking about this? Because first of all, these have been really cool courses to work on, but um, the frustrating thing has been I haven't been able to show that stuff public. It's all like kind of under uh, Epic NDA. You need to be, you know, selected by Epic for these these private training group sessions. And the closest I've gotten to being able to make any of this stuff public was during Unreal Fest last year, where I got to say, uh, can I just give my intro to virtual reality course like as a, a session? And they're like, oh, do you want to do it as a lab? And I thought, well, I want this to be like as public as possible. And if I do it as a lab, only 30 people are going to get to see it. So I was able to uh, convince them, <laughs> I, I say that in the nicest way possible, to let me kind of convert it into a talk and then give the talk um, on the Unreal Fest stage, as I said, for like two hours. And that was great. Um, but then, of course, a lot of that stuff has become uh, a little obsolete. When people email me, having seen the video on YouTube, I have to be like, oh, all sorts of things are different now in 5.3 with Lumen and Nanite, um, et cetera, et cetera. So here's the cool thing. Um, I just became an... No, I've, I've been an authorized instructor, but I just became a... I know I'm keeping you in suspense here. I'm still on the course list. We have to go back to training. Uh, here we go. Unreal Authorized Training Centers. Da, da, da. Find a training center near you. Let's go on a little adventure on the world map. So here's all the authorized training centers in the world. And we're going to zoom in to New York City, center of the universe. And in New York City, you're going to see one training center in Manhattan. And we're going to hover over this and say, what's that? What's that? What's that? <gasps> It's a me. It's a me. <laughs> uh, so I now have uh, not only my authorized instructor certificate, which has been great for the past few years, but now I have an authorized training center, which means that I am able to teach the public a lot of these same courses that have been kind of locked behind this this Epic Games, uh, you know, secret <laughs> portal for the the 1% of the 1% of companies. So this is great. I'm looking forward to this because I definitely want to offer some courses for free. And uh, my talented uh, other instructor team and I are going to, you know, try to really dig into giving the world uh, the best and the brightest. Uh, some really good courses that come from this catalog, some of which, again, um, we've worked on and some of which are made by these incredible instructors, many of whom are actually full-time employees of Epic Games. And the way you can check that out is by going to https colon slash slash. Uh, I just made this website on Google Sites the other day. I've never used Google Sites before, but wanted to get this out quickly. AlexCoulombPresents.com. And oh, I put in something wrong. Did I spell my name wrong? HTTPS www.alexcoulombpresents.com. There we go. Okay, so here it is. Fresh new website with these badges, including the, the cool little certifications that come with them. So you see it's a real certification. Look at all of Alex Coulomb's credentials. Wow, what a cool guy. Um, oh, I didn't even pull it up there because it went in a different window. Looks like this. Yeah. Add it to your LinkedIn profile. Sure did. And um, yeah, so here you got like some of the topics 
and uh, the mention that we're going to have our first little free intro to Unreal class at 1 p.m. on October 9th. It's going to be Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh, hopefully some people will have that day off and, and will have time to join us. I've got a few of my YouTube videos here for tutorials on like MetaHuman Animator and VR and the coincidental video that I made a few weeks ago about migrating Unity 3D scenes to Unreal 5 and then a quick little Google form you can fill out. Hey, something fun for podcast listeners only. AI-generated image here. Thanks, Midjourney. Uh, the fingers are all correct as far as I can tell, but I was like, people learning Unreal Engine and some of them have VR headsets and I uh, was pretty happy with this image. Looks good. Uh, anyways, that's a fun thing that you can check out and come say hi to our classes and, and whatnot. Um, I really like teaching people. I really like all the education stuff. I, I love the way Epic is democratizing all these tools. Uh, free intro class coming soon. And anyways, I think that's about all for now. Um, really, really excited for Unreal Fest. Jacob and I probably won't get a chance to record an episode because, uh, again, we're going to want to enjoy the uh, festivities as much as possible. But I hope to see as many of you as possible there. Uh, please do come say hi. Let us know if you listen to this podcast. Sometimes we feel like we're just having a nice conversation with the, between the two of us, which is nice as well. Like, the reason I started making tutorials was, if for no other reason, to document things I was trying to learn. My first Unreal Engine tutorial was in, like, 4.12 you know, or something like that, and I had barely learned stuff. Like, I didn't even know how to cycle between the gizmos correctly, but I was like, hey, I found out a cool way to change how the nav mesh works on ramps, and, like, I want other people to know that, but I also want to remember how to do that. So by sharing that knowledge, you share it with yourself. Uh, that's something vaguely quotable, right? So with all that being said, um, thanks everyone for listening. And um, by the way, quick shout out to Unity. Uh, good job, Unity, rolling back uh, those really insane changes. You know, we were talking about that a lot last week and things look a lot better now with kind of the 2.5% version of your, you know, rev share after whatever, a million dollars in revenue or 400,000, whatever it was, and the ability to choose more things and to be more self-reporting. I hope all that goes well. Um, again, Unity was my first game engine, so I certainly don't want to see all the people who like Unity being left on the curb. Um, but I, I also hope that everyone diversifies their, their learning portfolio and, and feels interested in learning things like Unreal Engine as well, and Godot, Godot, Godot and uh, CryEngine, if that's still around, Lumberyard, whatever happened when Amazon bought it. But yeah, that's it for now. Now I'm just talking. If you're still listening, um, PM me on Twitter and say the word crocodile, and I'll be very impressed. Maybe I'll, I'll send you a prize or something like that. Oh, and I said I would promise, I would guess how long this episode is. I feel like this episode is two hours. I feel like I've been talking for two hours. We're going to find out. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Goodbye, Invisible Jacob. See you all soon. Alex, out.